welcome back to the Omani Talks podcast. I have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Rob Brianna Ruiz, and I had just met her through a mutual friend, so I'm really excited. I'm my first time really doing a podcast with her, so we have some exciting topics we're going to talk about. We do. She told me she loves podcasts and she loves talking, so I'm like, <laughs> okay, perfect. Like, this is going to go great, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met through a mutual friend. You, I saw that you had just, it's not like super recent, mm-hmm. but your ice cream shop in Buckhead, mm-hmm. the creamery, yeah, yes. Yeah, we opened three months ago. It's called Sugar Baby Creamery, so it's just all starting to get really busy. Um, we opened in the winter. Kind of had a really rough winter because the way our construction was just done. We yeah. tried to open in the summer, but just we didn't have enough. We didn't have the time. So yeah. we had to just go all the way through with all the permit and construction. And we ended up finishing in November. So we just opened um, Black Friday. That's so yeah. exciting. Is this like your first like kind of like shop business? Yeah. Like it's my first store. Um, okay. I have like other businesses. I have a curly hair brand online and then I have a lash brand as well. Um, but this was my first real, like, building with employees, like, payroll that I've yeah. ever done. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was quite the journey, um, but definitely a different experience for sure. Yeah, yeah. Why did you go into ice cream? Like, tell me about that. Like, how did it come to so come to fruition? It's so funny because I never thought to open an ice cream shop. Like, yeah. It was never the plan. I've been living in Atlanta for three years. Um, I came from California. And I never wanted to do anything in food. Um, but I think when you're in Atlanta, you're kind of thrown in a pot and you kind of see how everything kind of is and you kind of just, you know, you, you become really, um, you network with people, you become really interested in different things. And yeah. I, I know a bunch of people that move here and say they're going to do something and then completely don't do it. Yeah. But I got really inspired in Atlanta. Um, a lot of my best guy friends own a lot of lounges and a bunch of, like a bunch of clubs and restaurants and I just kind of felt like I wanted to step into a different lane that kind of um, can put me on a different type of pedestal as far as, like, you know, like, income. And um, I always kind of just was like, I want to do something that my family can have, too, generational wealth. Definitely. I think with lashes and my curly hair brand, um, it's something that is more for me. Um, And it only caters to kind of one audience, which is women. Mm -hmm. So... During the pandemic, I did curl candy in um, honor of my mother. My mother was a hairstylist. She passed when I was one. Her name was Candace, oh. so I named it Curl Candy. Yeah. And it just exploded in business. And um, it's, it looks like Candyland, so the whole theme is like Candy Girl. So yes. I just was like, you know, I just started brainstorming, trying to like pay attention to the food market. And yeah. And I thought to do something with sweets. And... Um, I didn't want to be very, like, I didn't want, I wanted to stand out, basically, so I decided to do road ice cream. Yeah. We have so many in California, and there's, like, limited ones here, so. Yeah, we don't have, like, no. we really don't, when I think about it, we don't really have a lot of ice cream places, yeah. period. Yeah, and it was crazy to me, so I was kind of like, no black-owned ice cream shops. Like, there was a couple that I found, but they're all really far. Mm-hmm. There's really none in the city, so I was kind of just like, okay, like, that's interesting, so I yeah. started to kind of do my research on it started to learn the ice cream business. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like this, I might actually do this. So it was just an idea. I didn't really think to pursue it for real. And then um, I was talking to my business partner now, who is actually one of my best friends. He owns the boiler. He owns a bunch oh, of yeah, yeah. concepts. And we're best friends. So we always talk about stuff. And he's always just been like a mentor to me. And um, I was just telling him about it one day. I'm like, I want to do like a road ice cream shop. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, He's like, that would be dope. Like, we definitely don't have something like that in Atlanta. Brief conversation, kind of just swept under the rug. 
it would not leave my mind. Like, yeah. I just kept thinking about it. So, um, that's how, you know, it's like meant for yeah, you. Like when you think yeah. about something and you can't get it off your yeah, mind, and it like, was just, like not a lot of black owned ones. Um, yeah. Cause Rhode Ice Cream comes from Thailand. Yeah. So it's not something that you would see a lot of like, you know, minorities really do. Yeah. Um, so to me, I was like, all right. I kind of want to see what it's giving. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're in a really good location. Like, yeah, you're in that plaza yeah, in Buckhead. Yeah. Like, I want to be like the new Baskin Robbins girl. Like, yeah. I want to I be something different. I see it. Like, yeah. yeah. I can totally see a chain with you know? it. Yeah. So I, and I want every single location to be different. To mm-hmm. have different, like, a different, different wordings or, like, different, like, selfie areas. Like, yeah. everything has to be different. So each one is a different experience. But Definitely. It's the same concept, so, yeah. yeah. Just watching, like, your social media, I feel like we have, like, a, such a similar, like, evolution of how we did things because I saw how you were, you know, you're on YouTube and you had, you know, some followers and stuff like that when you were doing lashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were talking about how you quit your 9 to 5 yeah. to, like, go into business for yourself and do lashes. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously that kind of was good yeah. for you and it, it went was, to other things. It was just a bunch of risk. I feel like yeah. being an entrepreneur is taking multiple risks. Like, it's not just one risk. It's taking multiple risks. It really is. Like Every time I stepped into something new, I had to sacrifice something else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, I feel like that's always a hard thing to do when you're so comfortable. But I feel like the key to success is just taking multiple risks because it's, like, a down payment to success to me. 100%. So I look at it like when I first started doing lashes, um, I was a nursing student. I was working at a hospital. I had a really good job, really young, came with benefits and everything. And um, I just wasn't happy there. The environment yeah. was really depressing, seeing people, like, old and stuff. It was just, and I got really attached to my patients, and I would just, the energy in a hospital is really draining. So Yeah, I could see that. Um, on the side, I wanted to do lashes. I always got my lashes done, so I was like, I'm going to learn it. And at the time, in my city, it wasn't popular. It wasn't, like, a popular trend. So I started to take a class. Um, I got a bunch of clients through social media. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I went to esthetician school, and my lash business literally exploded. Yeah. Like, I was booked, like, two, three weeks out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my God. And then um, when I was out there for a while at home, um, I kind of felt like I wanted um, – What's the word? I wanted to pretty much expand, but I wanted kind of like to leave my city, even though I knew it was going to be scary. I wanted a challenge. That's the word I'm trying yeah. to say. I wanted a challenge. So um, I started coming to Atlanta. I already knew it was super saturated, but I was like, I'm different. Like, I'm fast. Like, so something yes, about, exactly. you know what I mean? People so, are always just like, don't come to Atlanta. We full, yeah, um, full of no. niggas maybe not doing anything, yeah. but there are people with opportunities <laughs> and exactly. um, a- ideas that are coming here, and you're not stopping shit. People come here. I feel like a lot of bitches come here and they see social media. They think you're just going to get on. You're going to date a rapper. Girl, girl, yes. I see so many girls on TikTok that are just like, yeah, I moved to Atlanta and the energy is just so this and you got to pay for this and I'm moving back home. And I just be like, what did y'all expect? Like, this is a a city. Exactly. You wanted to be in the scene because you thought just Atlanta was the scene. Like, no, like you got to work your way up. Like when I first moved to Georgia, I wasn't even living in Atlanta. I was living an hour away. Then I moved to Vinings and now I'm in Buckhead. You know, like there's an evolution to things. People just jump into it thinking you're going to do everything. Like, no, it don't work work like that. that. Not at all. You got to work your ass off. 100%. Also, too, like, I had to distance myself from a lot of people. Like, I came here with a bunch of people, and I just felt like we everybody kind of did their own thing. But I honestly just found myself in Atlanta. And I feel like you really find yourself when you – I feel like you really see the real challenge of adulthood as an adult. When you leave your, when hometown. You leave your hometown. Oh, my you gosh. Yourself, yes. You're by yourself. I have no family yes. here. And yes. And not a bunch of friends like that. And I kind of just be to myself. But when I'm by myself – and I'm really a people person. Like, I'm an extrovert. So it's easy for me to make friends. But – I learned that when I'm by myself, I get the most stuff done. You get shit done. Yeah. So yes. 
I came out here and I opened two more businesses when I came here with one. Yeah. And it's not even that I fell off with any of them, but I think I was at a point in my life where I was like, I wanted more. Your like, focus yeah. just shifts. And I, yeah. I'm a Sagittarius. We get bored fast. So yeah. I was getting bored with what I already had. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I like to be busy and I like to be overwhelmed in a good way. You yeah. Know what I mean? So I came out here, like I said, and, um, I just kind of see what Atlanta was about. Yeah. And everything was capped to me. Like everything, like, like, the shit that you see on social media, it's like, it's not really like that. The niggas do not be having money like that. They are not tricks like that. Girl, like, like, girl, me, girl. Like, and, and that's why it's so important to to move for the right motives. Because yes. you can move to Atlanta and be like, oh, I'm going to find a nigga that's going to pay my rent. You can move to Atlanta yeah. and be like, oh, I'm going to work in the clubs, be a bottle girl. You could yeah. you come to Atlanta thinking you're going to do so many things. Right. But if your head is not on straight and you're not out here for you, it's very out. easy to either for either to get caught up and start doing some shit that you never thought you were going to exactly. do yeah. or to be like, I'm going back to my mama yeah. house. And I've seen it. Like, I've seen people literally come here for this specific dream or goal, get caught up in the life and the, whatever Atlanta has to offer that you clearly were easily influenced by. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, there you go. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like you had a plan. So I'm not I'm not easily distracted. Like, I've always been a really focused person. Um, since I was young, like I'm always, yeah. I've always been a hustler. I've always been into, I've never been boy crazy. That's, I think my best, like one of my best traits because I don't let niggas throw me off my pivot. Like, you know what 100%, I mean? 100%. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when you have, even if you're dating somebody that's providing and doing all that, you can never depend on that. Like you always got to have your own goals, your own dreams, your own everything. Like, and a lot of women get comfortable. And then what happens when that shit don't work out? You yeah. Gotta figure out all over again. Because it's very easy to say, oh, I want a nigga that's going to take care of me. I want somebody yeah. that's going to pay the bills. Yeah. That's, and my yeah. whole thing is, I feel like that's not hard to find here. But you're, what are you giving up? What are you trading yeah. off to have somebody paying your bills? Because he'll pay your bills. And then in three months, y'all break up. He kicking you out. Now yeah. you're homeless. Now yeah. you got to go back to, yeah. you know, and like you he, never yeah, know. Like, I'm not. Doing that. Yeah, you got to have your own. You got to whatever was going on. Always. Like, yeah, have it, your it's, goals. It's, it's sexy to be independent. You know what I mean? You could be independent and still be spoiled. That's, that's oh, yeah. 100%. Because you, know I mean? you could spoil yourself yeah. or you could be like, I got my bills, but you buying this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely important to understand that, like, it's not always going to be a for sure thing. It's always a thrill and it's for a moment because I feel like I didn't had. It was so crazy to me. This is what I literally tell a lot of my guy friends and a lot of my friends. I have had multiple niggas buy me bags and jewelry, all this nice-ass shit. I have never had one really help me get to where I want to be as far as my dreams and my goals. Never just be like, I've always, this, I've always said that. that. I've always said there's not one thing a guy has ever given me that I couldn't give myself. Literally. The shoes and the bags, yeah. I, I could have bought that. And I buy a majority of that stuff for myself. Yeah. So you're not doing anything for me that I couldn't do for myself. Mm-hmm. Until you do something like... Here's 5K to put into your hair business. Oh, here's a here's a building. Uh, I'm taking care of the yeah. lease. Until you do something like that, yeah. you really didn't do shit for me. Yeah. So don't ever say you did yeah. shit for and me. It's crazy to me because like, I feel like the issue that I was having was when I was dating too, like, I feel like the dudes I was dating was, were jealous of my business partner, like thinking something else. And I'm like, this is my whole brother. But the difference is niggas around me pay attention to how I move as a woman and how I am as a business person. I'm yeah. very, very passionate and I'm a hustler. Like, And I take my, you know, my shit serious. And I think... For you to date me and be my man and not even just, like, try to, like, help me or, like, help me get there. You don't stimulate my mind. You don't teach me nothing new. You don't teach me What are you there for? It's like, what are you there for? What it's are you there me. for? Men like to look at women as arm candy. I like to, I like to see niggas as arm candy. Like, y'all be arm candy to us. Like, I don't need... Like, y'all the extras. You're, you're not something fine. that, that I fine. need. You know, yeah. You're fine nigga with money, but, like, yeah. that's easy to get. That's everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, so, exactly. 
But I need a man that's inspiring. I need a man that also pushes me, is motivating. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like all that ties into the right man. It's not even just about money. And I think a lot of bitches come out here on survival mode. They just want a nigga to pay bills. It's yeah. like, that shit lasts so long. And, and then, here's the thing. Survival mode is very much so that you need to have it in yourself. Yeah. Because when it comes to it, you have to be like, okay, if he can't do that for me, like, because here's, I've seen so many people or so many women that are just like, um, like I said, like no guy has ever done anything for me that yeah. I couldn't do for myself. Yeah. I've seen girls that guys do stuff for them that they couldn't do for themselves. Yeah, for sure. Like if he didn't pay your rent, you were going to get evicted. Yeah. If he didn't do this, your life was going to get cut off. Right. I would hate to be in that position. So me that's too. why I feel like and we're similar. That, yeah. That, yeah. I couldn't sleep at night knowing like, damn, if it wasn't for him, I Think about the anxiety, bitch. Think about the anxiety <laughs> of you going to bed and being like, like damn, I hope this nigga cash at me in the morning yeah, for us. Like, no, no, bitch. I'm no. Like, Exactly. And if I'm you give really, it to me, that's nice. But yeah. I don't. I'm never gonna ask. Never gonna ask. <laughs> and a lot of things is, I was watching this thing on TikTok, and this girl was like, "How do you ask?" I'm like, "I don't ask." Well, my my but thing look. is, I'll ask. I'll be like, um. Listen, I want to take some time off work because my family's family is coming yeah. in to visit me. I'm going to take a week off. Give me $1,000. Yeah. I'll so ask. ask. Yes. I'm if I, if I'm dating you, ask. girl, Look, yes, I'm asking so for I it. I don't ask, but I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the uh, distress test. I'll, I'll do the fake <laughs> crisis. So I'll be like, oh, my God, like, I can't pay for this or I'm really going stressed out and this, this, and that. That's also, that also lets me know if you really care. I've had multiple yeah. guys fail that test, but I've had some pass it. Like, what you need? Like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so if I was to really go through something, you'll be here with help. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? But, girl, I, I don't lie multiple times, and I'll be like, wow, <laughs> this nigga didn't even offer? I just what like to, for? my whole thing is, I like to be direct with things like that, because... Yeah. You direct with me when you asking to spend the night, and Here's when you asking, yeah. So if like, that's what our relationship is, and we yeah. really fuck with each other like that, okay, give me fifteen hundred because yeah. I, I want to go shopping. Yeah. Like my me and my friends yeah. going to Pasha, I need a bottle. Like yeah. give me some money. Like yeah. so that's not. Yeah. I feel like that's so I feel like, like at this basic. Age, I'm asking now. Like I feel yeah, like yeah. I used to be too like quiet, and I'm like no. Like I, it took me a minute to really be like like ask. You know what I mean? Until I was really in a position where I'm like I'm laying up with this nigga every night. I'm gonna have to ask him like what? And it's crazy because it's like I was dating somebody. And have money. Like, was my man? Like, I thought, you know, you love me. We're like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm holding money for you. I'm doing a lot of shit for you. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, one day, I'm like, okay, I'm about to ask him. So I'm like, yeah. oh, let me hold something. And he's like, how much you need? And I basically just threw out it. I think I said like 2500 And he's like, what do you need that for? I'm like, bills. Yeah. And he literally was like, okay, well, I have this many in bills. And I was like, what? Like, uh-uh. I was so thrown off by the answer. And I was just And that like, probably deterred you from doing it again. Ever, because, ever. yeah, I could see that. I was just like. No. You think I'm some whack bitch? Like, what? Like, yeah, don't like, do oh, that. Okay. Don't do that. Okay, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't even that I needed it. It was just like I wanted it because it was, it was, it was able, like, that money would have helped me with what I really needed to get done. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of just like, okay, that was kind of weird. You know? Yeah. And then I brought it up to him and, and he always told me, like, if you need something, ask. Ask. He always was like, ask, ask. Bitch. Ask. And then you ask and, and now it's a, and now it's a problem. Yeah, so now, now like, you got 21 questions for me. So now I just be distressed as, like, I always bring a crisis to you and yeah. say, as my man, if you're going to help me or solutions, babe. Because, I, I mean, is it nice not to have to ask? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would rather you know that I'm yeah. doing shit. Like, yeah, I got my podcast. I need some equipment. Yeah. I, I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting yeah. my nails done. You see me with my nails done every week. Yeah. So give me that money because, you know, I'm spending it. Yeah. Like, I would love that. that and it's little you know, shit. We asking yeah. for a I'm asking for a car. I'm asking for a house. I'm asking yeah. for a new Chanel bag. And here's like, the thing. The bitches is getting houses and cars. Yes. Bitches is getting <laughs> houses and cars. So me asking you for a right. little money, a little 15, a thousand here, don't. Should not hurt. That, right. that. 
I shouldn't even have to ask, but I'm going to ask. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to ask. Because exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah, I want it, definitely. It just be crazy. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. The new niggas are sassy, girl. I'm like, they don't want to do nothing. They want to they wanna get roses. Girl. They want to get everything. They want to be one. The new time. men want to be the women. Yeah. The new men want to be the women. And here's the thing. Like, it's, it's like I understand it because economic times are so hard for the average person <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so i get it like every nigga is not gonna have it like that yeah. like we're used streets, to it because yeah everything you yeah so so i get it like you just don't got it but then should you be dating yeah but you know how i feel this is how i feel i feel like every Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. situation if i know you're working towards something or you hit a place in your life under, i understand that but men are rarely scared to be vulnerable when it comes to money they especially are especially when you're a nigga that makes money they won't ever like, tell you when they no, really don't have it look at what men spend money on they're not yeah. really smart with investments like unless you're dating a businessman like, mm-hmm. i mean you know when you're dating other type of niggas it's like yeah yeah you spend money on dumb shit you know what yeah. I mean? so it's like i think a lot of men I think women are the new niggas right now. Like, the women are outshining The men. hustle mentality that black women have is just so, like, I see it, and I'm just like, I love that for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. But then it's just, it makes it hard. I'm not going to say it makes it hard, because I'm yeah. not going to give men the pass to say, oh, y'all doing so much, so it makes it hard for us. Yeah. It's not making it hard for y'all. Yeah. Y'all just need to step up like we doing. Because yeah. we doing it, y'all could do it too. It's harder because women require more now. You know what I mean? We are we're requiring so much more now. I'm requiring, like, I wouldn't even say my list is long. But I'm like, money is like part of it, but money is at the bottom. It's all about mental to me because I'm all about peace. And I feel like, you know, you don't have to be the richest person on the planet, but you have to have some type of like goal in life. Like yeah. I can't be with someone that I'm like their mom and I have to guide you on this. I have yeah, to tell yeah. you how to eat clean or take care of yourself. Like that shit is like a turn off to me. I f- I'm, for me, honestly, for real, for real, when it comes to me thinking about marriage, when I'm thinking about yeah, dating, right? Me too. As long as I have somebody who has a legitimate job, yeah. he has... So he, you know, he has a future in that job, some longevity. Yeah. He's not struggling with his bills and he's not stingy. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, I don't need good. somebody. A girls be like, oh, he needs to make, two, uh, need to make 250K. No. I'm just like, he don't need to do all that. Yeah. As long as he's holding himself down. And I know if I needed it, he could do it for me too. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Like that I, really to is. To be honest with you, like dating a generous man, this is what I be telling women. Date a generous man if you want to. Date, date the rich ones. But if you think that you're the only woman that's getting all these gifts and showered, you're sharing him with multiple people. And that's the trade-off. That's it's, it's always a trade-off like, with a yeah, lot of things in life. So it's like, think about that. It's like, you know, if that's, if that's happiness to you, receiving materialistic things, then you're never going to really be happy because yeah. your happiness will always depend on that. It's like, do you even like him? That's why you see so many women 
with ugly niggas. And I'm like, ain't no way. Ain't no ain't way. Ain't no way. And here's the thing. And having fondness can grow. You can you can be with somebody and not find them so much like your type, and then you get to know. But so, I'll be like, I. But like, I draw the line, bitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, some of them, it'd be like, some now you getting like, crazy. Now you just doing too much. Yeah, like, ain't no way. You ain't no way. Man. And I don't care. Like, I'm not a fake person. Yeah, and, so and I'm like, not judging y'all situation. Like, yeah. get it how you need to get it. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, let's be fucking know. for real. But I look at everything. It's not even just about the looks to me. It's everything. It's like, girl, ain't no way you selling for that just because the only thing that you like is the money. Ain't yeah, no yeah. Personality wise, yeah. Boring. He does this with everybody. He he dumb. He a fucking dummy. Yeah. Girl, he could stink, and you still gonna be with him? I'm like, no, I'm not going for that. But I think where I'm at in my life is, I'm like, I'm dating to marry. So if mm-hmm. I don't, if I just see the way you carry yourself, and I look at it like, if I were to have a son, like that's just how I look at dating. Like, if I have a son, and this is a person I'm with, c- can this person be a good role model for my son? If yeah. I have a son with this person. Yeah. And I pay attention to that, and I feel like once I started looking at dating in that light, it changed everything for me. One hundred percent. Because you're no longer dating just for you taking me out and just for no. this. It's way more like than that now. And like, are you close with like your principal? Just what you practice as a man. Like, that's important to me. One hundred percent. I don't want that kind of person teaching that to a boy or like to my son. Like, no. And like, I feel like a lot of women accept the bare minimum, and I we I just can't. I don't yeah. feel like I'm giving you the bare minimum. Like, I feel like I come with so much. I'm a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when I really really love somebody, I take that you give out. a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel like. It's a sacrifice in a relationship. It is of your time, your peace. Do you feel like you would be as far into your business and as successful if you were in a steady relationship? No. And that's so crazy because it's like, dang, a lot of, I feel like, you know how they say men will be further with the right woman? I feel like. A lot of times men hold the women back. Yeah. And I look, you know what's so crazy is like every time I've like exploded in business with like anything which is crazy like all my businesses I've always had like a boyfriend I feel like I've always had a boyfriend or I've always been dating somebody and I feel like every time I got out of a situation is when things went up for me it's crazy I've never been able to enjoy my success and enjoy my money my wealth whatever with somebody there it's like I was there from the beginning and I was with her like never yeah it's like I gotta leave you back because you're stressing me out I have this going on and you're not making it easier for me and like I said even when I was building like my hair business like I was dating somebody like, you never offered to even do anything to just for that business. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was for something sentimental like my mother. It's mm-hmm. like, men watch you, and I think that they they value just the image of who you are. But they yeah. really don't know how to, like, contribute you. towards yeah, it. contribute to you. So it's yeah. kind of just like, that was weird. Okay, I'm not dealing with that. You're bringing nothing but chaos to my life. I'm good. You want my ice cream shop, same thing. It was just like, you know, I don't, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you're my man, whatever. And it's like, you guys see this, but it's like, I don't know. It's yeah. like there's never, there's never support in that aspect of it. It's yeah. never been about my career. It's always yeah. been about oh, she's my girlfriend. Whatever, she's fine. Whatever, whatever. I I could just see it being intimidating for someone that has yeah. several businesses and a guy comes along and he don't got shit in yeah. his name but, it's but not, his the car. Thing is, like I don't feel like I make it intimidating. Like I feel like I'm very much. So the, it's not that you make it so. It's just the situation itself is intimidating yeah. to someone yeah. that doesn't have shit going on for them. Do you feel like men try to humble you when you're a little higher than them? Do I feel like men try to humble me? Mm-hmm. I feel like there are several ways that men try have tried to humble me. Even even in the very smallest things like going on dates. Yeah. 
If I tell you I don't want to fucking go to Putt Shack because I'm not 17 <laughs> years old, right. don't fucking take me to Putt Shack, nigga. I'm telling yeah. you I want a steak dinner with a fucking lobster right. tail and a lemon drop. Uh -huh. So fucking take me to fucking um, Chops. <laughs> no, we're not going because now you're trying to lower me, see yeah. what I'll take. I'm, yeah. I don't got to take no fucking scraps from you, my nigga. Yep. I could build my own table and I could take myself to Chops. If you don't want to take me, me and my girl's going. Right. So don't ever try to humble me with no fucking Putt Shack when right. I can fucking go and to they fucking... Do doing weird and, they like do, and they do stuff like that. Yeah. Like they'll either try to humble you with trying to just give you whatever they want to give you yeah. or I feel like they'll try to humble you when it comes to your looks yep. especially for very good looking women I feel like a lot of times we find ourselves in situations that can be if not physically abusive mentally abusive yep. because it's so hard to find a man that's secure with a woman walking around that other men are always going to want mm -hmm. you have to be very secure to have the woman that everyone else wants Facts. And it's very hard to find a man like that. Girl, they'll try to, they'll be like, don't yeah. post that picture on Instagram. Yeah. Don't, why you always got to wear that? No, I don't want yeah. you going out with your friends. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was in a situation like that too, like last year. And it was just like, I w you would think like somebody's secure when they're with you. But I feel like the moment that a man even like tries like another man's woman or whatever, like you really see like, am I really with a secure man or a weak man? Mm -hmm. It's crazy how men fold under a little bit of pressure. Oh like, yeah. And, and once they start folding, so quick, they're not, they're not letting up. Like no. once they get insecure about one thing, now it's another thing. It's like a Everything. snowball effect. So once Everything. you see the insecurities arise, cut them off right then yeah, and there right. because it very easily will slide into abuse. Yeah. Very easily. Very easily. And then I noticed too, like, I feel like I'm very firm on who I am. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of men and a lot of women have a different view of what submissiveness is, like being a submissive person. Like, I feel like a lot of men want me to just be this bow down bitch and like listen to me, do what I say. And I'm not that person. I have a mind of my own. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very intelligent. I'm very smart. You know what I mean? And I, I think before I speak, like, you know, and I listen when you're speaking. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I feel like a lot of men, they want a woman to just, what they say goes. And just do what they like say. That. The moment you like, don't listen to what a, a nigga talking about or you don't you don't agree what they talking about. That's when I really start to see like in past relationships like who I was dealing with. Like I'm way too advanced. Like you know what I'm saying? I was raised by my dad. I was raised by a man. So yeah. it's like I see how this shit goes and I'm like niggas do not be knowing how to lead women at all. Yeah. Like, you're actually leading me to destruction. Your yeah. way of thinking is horrible. The way you problem solve is horrible. Like, if anything, know? I feel like I've been I'm not going to say I've been the more dominant figure in most of my relationships, but I just am a dominant person. Yeah, like, I always tell my family, like, the nigga I'm with just got to do what I say. Yeah. Like, he just got... And, and here's the thing. I'm not I telling you to do it okay. No, for real. Just just do what the fuck I say because I'm not going to tell you to do anything crazy. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you to do anything that's going to be to the detriment of our relationship. Right. It's always going to be positivity. It's always just going to be just listen to what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. You but know, I like... Don't listen. Yeah. don't care about their opinion. Not like, at all, yeah. Like, only how they feel matters. And I'm yeah. like, that's why I'm like... If you're not even someone that can be patient with me and listen to what I'm saying, even if I'm upset, why are you talking about what, you, what you're upset about? If I'm mm -hmm. telling you why I'm upset, like, it'd be shit like that, and I'm just like, yeah. I can't do it. But no, I think, definitely. like I said, it's just, the roles are reversing, and it's really scary, because it's like, damn, girl, I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know who my husband's going to be at this point, because I'm do just you, like... Do you feel like you're going to find your husband in Atlanta? Well, no. are you planning on staying in Atlanta? No. That's, what? So you've been here three years. How, what's the time frame? Like, how long do you give it? Started taking stuff out one by one, planted the seeds I needed to plant, right? 
um, gained the people I needed to gain, lost the people I needed to lose. And I think I came here and I really found myself. And mm-hmm. I was able to kind of just grow as a woman. Yeah. Um, I've been going to therapy and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I think I came here with a purpose. And my purpose was to be more in the mix to network, which I did. To meet the right people, which I did. You know what I mean? Dating scene wasn't really my thing. Um, yeah. But I really felt like it did what it needed to do. I feel like that chapter in my life kind of has like did what it needs to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm ready for another chapter. Um, I was okay. just saying like the pipeline for people moving to Atlanta because a lot of people that live here are not from here, right? Yeah. So you move from your hometown, you move to Atlanta, you put maybe, you know, three to five years down, you, mm-hmm. you, you do what you need to do, network and everything. And then once you want to have kids, move to, to Houston. <laughs> I feel like Houston is such like the family it is. vibe. It it's is. very much giving family. Yeah. When I went to visit a couple of times, I was just like, damn, like this is where you go when you want to settle down. No, for sure. And like, yeah. I think that's always, but Texas is so damn big too. Like, you know, I know like, like huge, there's so many places to be. Huge. Yeah. And the housing market is the best. So I think for me is I go out there every year, especially around the holidays. Uh-huh. My family, we all go to Houston. A lot of my aunts and uncles have big houses there. I'm yeah. just like, damn, like, even when you go into, like, the communities, like, the Christmas lights, like, everything is just so, like, family-oriented. And, like, my cousins, you know what I'm saying? I'm watching them, like, you know, start their own families and stuff, too. And I'm like, damn, like, I feel like I'm behind in that aspect. You know what I mean? Like, as far as starting a family. Do you feel like 29 is behind, though? Uh, I don't feel like it's behind. I feel like 30 is when I'm like, okay, I'm getting up there a little bit. I turned 30 this year. So okay. I'm just like, I don't want to be really, really an old mom. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, is I did it the right way. I think I put my career... And I'm setting up everything I need to do for myself. That way, when I do have children, my children will be set. And I think I'll be able to relax as a mom. Yeah. And not be, like, having all these different hustles. But my stuff will already be on autopilot. So that's that's the plan for me. But, yeah, I just, out there, like I said, I'm watching my family, like, happy out there. And I'm just like, that's definitely the place to settle because it's more laid back. It is. But it's, it's still a fun. little slower. It's still fun. And yeah, you know I mean? feel like Houston does have like a lot of things going for it where it's like if you want to still be a nightlife, there's clubs. Yeah. If you want to like settle down and have a family, it is more a little rural and mm-hmm. slower. Um, the, you like, you know, the housing market's great, yeah, you amazing. know, there's so like, many, like tech young. and everything. We yeah. 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 Jobs. And houses out there, which is crazy. But I think Atlanta is very fast. Um, they always say it's a black Hollywood being from California. It's very different here. Mm-hmm. Like, very different as far as their view of what Hollywood is because even in California, I feel like Cal- every place I feel like has like fake areas, you know what I mean? But to me, being from California, I'm from the Bay Area, and you know, everyone thinks of like Hollywood in LA, but it's just like I've seen Hollywood in LA really young, okay. And I think their vision of what Hollywood and being rich and wealthy looks like is very different compared to Atlanta. That makes sense. Oh yeah. And I mean, like, it's two, it's totally different. It, it, totally def- different it definitely is two different things, yeah. and I feel like. Atlanta has not hit its peak yet when it comes mm-hmm. to just how we consider it the black Hollywood. Yeah. There's still so much coming here when it comes yeah. to entertainment and yeah. movies. And so I feel like maybe like in the next like five to 10 years, Atlanta's going to hit its peak with For that. Sure. I agree. And we're still growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't reached nowhere near where I think people want to look the part. People don't want to actually do things. It's very superficial up- here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, huh? Like you have all this and you don't got, you really don't got shit. Yeah. So I think I've learned that too. It's like, I'm starting to notice Atlanta is all about how it looks on the outside, but yeah, you 100%. really don't got nothing. And I'm just like, I wish more people, I think the problem with a lot of people, especially black entrepreneurs is a lot of people are scared to take risks. They're scared to put money towards stuff that like can get them ahead. It's like, nobody really wants to take those risks. And I've seen it so many, I've heard it in so many conversations. And I think that's the problem is like, there's so many people in this world that have dreams and goals, but they, 
don't have the funds to do it, which is understandable. You know, what yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people can, just can't afford yeah, the risk, and they just don't want to take that risk. You know, what yeah. I mean? applying for a loan or doing that, and it's like you have to do that. It comes with it. You, you know really I mean? do, like, yeah. In order to get ahead, you gotta like I wouldn't even say quit your nine to five without a plan, but that's part of it. You know what I mean? Like being entrepreneur and being successful comes with taking multiple risks. You have to do it not because the nine to five is the safety net. That's yeah, the easy com- way to go for yeah a lot yeah. of people and. If that's what you want for yourself and you just want to climb, you know, the corporate ladder, 100%, like, you know, yeah. that that's your lane. But yeah. I just wasn't, that just, I'm just like you, I was just, like, depressed in my 9 to 5. Yeah. Like, it was a good job, mm-hmm. benefits, great, you know, jo- great job. Yeah. And I really thought that I was going to do that and I was just going to go up and up and, that, you yeah. know, and I was just like, this shit is depressing. It is. But the one thing that I appreciate about, you know, because I work, you know, at bars and, you know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And my weekend job really finances my passions yeah. because there's so many things like I had a hair business. I found yeah. out it wasn't for me, but mm-hmm. I put thousands of, of my own money into yeah. that hair business mm-hmm. and I was able to do that because of my weekend job, yeah. you know, you like, appreciate that. yeah, yeah I, I definitely appreciate it. So it's like a lot of people don't have the funds for the risk. You know, I'm lucky that I had that job that allowed me to quit my nine to five yeah. and I, I opened a business immediately yeah. and I did, what, you know, whatever I wanted to do. Um, but you know, yeah, like no, without risk, there's no reward. Yeah. So I'm thankful for my nine to five though. You know what I mean? I'm very, very thankful for it. Because it teaches it you principle. Yeah, it teaches it you dedication. Mm-hmm. It teaches you just like the long race. Yep. Yeah. And I think being your own boss comes with a lot of, you have to be strong to do that. You have to have a really strong backbone and you have to, like, I feel like being your own entrepreneur is thinking about the fact that you got to figure out how to make, pay that rent every month. Without mm-hmm. somebody paying you, mm-hmm. you got to figure out ways to take care of yourself, bills, car note, insurance, phone bill, food, like all that stuff ties into, you know, what it is that you're doing. And you have to make sure that you have a plan, you have to execute it correctly and ask questions, ask for help. People don't yeah. want to ask for help. Like me, I'm somebody that always is willing to be a student in any lane that I step into. Like, I'm not afraid to reach out to this person, this person that already mastered that. Yeah. Because I think that's important. And I think a lot of people, their ego. They don't mm-hmm. want to be the person that asks questions, and it's like, get out of that. You know what I mean? Like, But what I think a lot of it, too, is a lot of people can't admit to themselves that they just, like, straight out do not have any discipline. Yeah. When you think about the day-to-day-to-day-to-day yeah. of working for yourself yes. and doing shit for yourself, this isn't just, oh, I'm going to do it this week. Oh, I don't feel like no. doing it. No. It's like When you're working for yourself, it's every fucking day, yeah. and people don't realize that someone's success wasn't necessarily them being better than you or them getting lucky. It was them doing it every day yep. and you didn't want to do day, it every day. Every day. I'm talking about even if, even if you don't even feel like doing content, you still got to post something. Like I post all my businesses every day. I have three. Yeah. I post them every single day. I actually retired lashing during building my shop because I was like, oh my God, I just can't do all this. Like, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I was like, I'm done with it. I thought it was going to be that easy to wrap it up. And then I was like, dang, like now that my shop's on autopilot, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I miss my passion. Like, I shouldn't yeah. have been so quick to just close my books and be like, okay. Like, when that is really what I really love to do. Yeah. So, I'm lashing again now, and I'm maxi, and I, I didn't really realize I needed it. Like, it was what I needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sometimes it's just like, figure it out, but at the same time, make sure that you have a plan, because... I think a lot of people watch social media too much and just because it worked for her, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. Your journey is totally different and everyone has different outcomes. Yeah. And also too, like people need to understand and accept the fact that you need to wait your turn. Like, yeah, you start to start, you start comparing and you start feeling like you're a failure because it happened for this one faster. It probably happened for her faster. You don't know what she did to get that one Two, 
a lot of people you got to put in the work like you, you know can't I mean? compare your journey to anyone else's mm -hmm. because just like you said you don't know what that person went, went through, through yeah. to get to where they are yeah. you don't know who's helping them yeah. you don't know like i can't compare my life to the life of a girl who got a rapper boyfriend yeah like we are in two different lanes yeah. like you know so not even saying it's easier mm -hmm. for her i'm just saying like we are in two different lanes you got to stay in your own lane focus on yourself and that's why yeah. and one thing too is i've never agreed with like those classes like those um boss babe brunches and because i'm just like you're telling yeah. your story to me but our stories are completely different what yeah. works for you is yeah. not going to work for me yeah. so why am i paying you 50 dollars to come to your brunch and listen to you speak when yeah. our journeys are totally different yeah. like i've never even saw the point I of feel those like things a lot of those two i think a lot of people try to do this women empowerment and this is not but i think it's really easy to empower anybody i feel like it really is i feel like you don't really need a platform to empower somebody i think you just find you create your own audience like yeah. i feel like i have an audience with each of my businesses because whatever it is that i offer you relate to you know what i mean and like i think for example i use her as an example all the time is cardi b cardi b had every stripper in america thinking they could rap right but it's like nobody understood what she went through in her you have journey. no idea it's even not, and not even the things that she televised but the things that she never told anybody literally, the things that literally. she never told anybody you yeah. don't know those things yeah. so i just feel like a lot of people do this compare game and it's just like that's why you're, you're not doing it for yourself you're not doing it because you you honestly want to do it you're doing it because you see someone else do it and you just want to quick come up and it don't work like that like i feel like my story for my businesses are very different all three of them um and i feel like i'm very big on god and i've always kept that first and i've went through the craziest seasons like pretty much developing each one like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying in like the most painful way that i don't televise i don't talk about I don't explain because that's between me and God, you know, what yeah, I mean? and yeah. I feel like, you know, like going through those battles and going through those, like, you know, things in private are important. You know what I mean? And I feel like when I get to a point to where I want to talk about it, I will, because I feel like that's what makes my journey. Like that was what makes me happy of my journey. It's yeah. Like, man, I was seeing your going, personal yeah, growth. I was going through this. I was going through that. And like, I really changed as a person in the best way. So yeah. it's like, I think that a lot of people, a lot of celebrities too, a lot of people that really became wealthy or successful, only tell you what they want to tell you. Yeah, you're never going to get the full story. And here, and the whole thing is, you don't have to tell anybody your whole story. No. You never expect someone's full story and never even, even if they did tell you their whole story, yeah. what is it going to benefit you? Yeah. They don't have to tell us their whole story because, mm -hmm. like we said, everyone's journey is different. What they yeah. did to do it is not going to work for you. And the world we live in, everybody judges you. So, you know what I mean? And people are so quick to throw, like, your, the stuff you went through in your face. Like, you know what I mean? And that's why I learned to just watch what I say because I feel like a lot of times people really hate on you. Like, they really do. Like, even, like, I've had multiple people think that even my ice cream shop, I wouldn't have did it with my business partner. Like, I broke real bread. You know what I mean? My own, like, with him. Like, 50-50 yeah. completely. And it's just, like, nobody knows what I went through and how hard I had to hustle to even get that. Like, yeah. just the things I went through mentally to do something that I couldn't even afford. But in yeah. the end, I figured it out. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think a lot of women are just weird when it comes to, like, other women having fast success people just never seen it really so when you become really successful they think you're just this and this person and that person you did this to get that like the way even people talk about cardi like how she was stripping and people were in the back of her city were saying she was a hoe and it's just like why do y'all care she's successful now and you don't know what people go through in their private life to get to where they are she came from nothing you know what i mean and i respect women that come from nothing and remain themselves on the journey up because people change and they want to create a, a fake little story or they want to switch up who they are to, to basically make make people accept them. And yeah. I'll never change who I am, what I went through. I'm never ashamed of anything I went through. But yeah. 
that's where people lose me and it's not you're not inspiring at that point because yeah. you're lying and you're not yeah. being yourself and you're not being transparent that's not how you got your money like yeah a lot of bitches it's like you okay let's be honest like some of bitches some of these bitches have this oh my god like i pretty much went here and did this and did that but it's like your nigga funded everything yeah you know what i mean and it's that's why like, we say behind closed doors yeah. you never know what's going on who's financing and what so fine. you can't compare but yeah, i can't yeah, relate yeah. to that so it's yeah, like yeah, i'm not yeah. paying you for a class to teach me how to do shit. Like, and whole never, time you I'm didn't put your own money up. Whole time you, yeah. exactly. I'm never going to take advice from somebody that hasn't, doesn't have a story relatable to mine. Because yeah. you get me, but you don't get me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I love the girlies getting spoiled. Do what you do. But at the same time, ain't no way you're going to tell me how to do this and do that when you ain't ever really had to hustle for shit. It's exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like the respect I have for women that are real boss women and really get it out the fucking mud I love that shit. Like, it's fire to me. Yeah. Like, fire to me. And, and there are just so many privileges that people have, too, that probably yeah. don't get acknowledged. Like, pretty privilege, yeah. light skin privilege, just, yeah. like, so many that's things a, that like go into... Yeah, no, it thing. really is. Like, I, I know for a fact that I have been put in doors and put in spaces just because of how I look. Me too. And, it's, mm-hmm. and my thing is, I can't control how I look. I can yeah. only use it to my advantage. Yeah. So if I'm put into a space where given an opportunity because somebody thinks I'm, I'm good-looking... Okay, I'm going to walk through that door, but right. now it's the hustle that kicks in. But some because people, your looks will get you there, but your hustle will keep you. And some bitches are so shallow. I feel like that becomes their personality, their looks. Yeah. And that's all you sell is your yeah. looks. Like, you don't, I'm, I don't even wear makeup like that anymore now that I'm getting older. I feel like I'm, just, I'm so comfortable with my natural hair, my natural face. Like, all I wear is lashes and a little bit of foundation. I used to be yeah. a makeup artist, too. So yeah. I used to be full beat and all that, and it's just like... I don't even feel like doing that these days because I'm comfortable with myself now. Like, I'm comfortable with not having to do too much. You know what I mean? Girl, if I didn't have a shoot, the only time I wear makeup mm -hmm. is I don't even wear makeup to work on a weekend. Me either. Dead ass. I'll be going into my job at the fucking club, bitch, wearing my fucking uniform, no makeup. Because I feel like during shoots, I had a shoot this morning. So, Mm -hmm. like, during shoots, and I, I wear makeup for the podcast right. just because it looks a little better on I the camera. On little, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every day, my friends know I'm 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 not wearing yeah, makeup. Me either. I'm and not like, even my guy but friends. But I feel like you just outgrow it sometimes too yeah. because that's how I got my start on social media yeah. doing makeup tutorials on yeah. on face. I used to be all about the makeup, bitch. Me too. Like me if too. there was a new makeup palette, I had it. Me too. Like that was me. I was all about <laughs> oh that. But God. you just like grow up and you just yeah. kind of like okay, I'm yeah. more into skincare now. Yeah, like me I just want to look good natural now. Yeah, I get that. I think it too. I think it's just it's just trends. Like, you know, yeah. and when you're young, you're following trends. Like, yeah. Now it's like nobody really. The trend makeup. now is minimal. Yeah. But when we 2016, bitch, the trend was a full beat every I'm day. I didn't go to lashes. the grocery store without a full beat. No, literally. Literally. Like, I used to do the glitter eyeshadow. Girl, nobody wears glitter no more. <laughs> like, you know, you was a makeup artist. Yes, yeah, girl, eyeshadow. girl. I'm like, oh yes. my God. But uh-huh. I just think I'm just at that point in my life where I'm just like, I'm so comfortable being me and I know who I am now. Yeah. And I think it's just like, you know, you're going to tap into different things, different industries you're gonna do different shit but i feel like it's so important to remain yourself at all times don't get do you feel like atlanta i'm not atlanta made you but atlanta developed you to where just like i feel so much more in tune with myself confident because Mm -hmm. i was here for these past few years yeah i think atlanta i think atlanta um tried to get me you know what i mean like does that make sense I feel like Atlanta tried to get me, but Atlanta proved to me like, oh, bitch, you, you can do anything you came anywhere. Here and you handle business, and you stood on business, and you didn't switch up who you were. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't let 
anything that Atlanta had to offer you because I could have easily, easily. And I'm telling you, like, and and here's the thing: when you because you're from California, yeah. so you probably aren't new to like the club scene and Mm-mm. stuff like that. No. But I'm from upstate New York. There was no such thing as clubs. Yeah. We went to bars that had country music, and mm-hmm. it was done by two ba- two a.m. Mm-hmm. So coming out here, I never. I didn't go to clubs. I didn't yeah. know this shit. Yeah. So it was very easy for me to be caught up in, oh, this nigga give me a, a couple of thousand for the strip club. For the strip club, bitch. We going to Magic on a Monday. Like, so yeah. that was totally me when I first got out here. But I don't look at that like, oh, I wish I... I love that I did that. Yeah. I love that I came out here, got my partying out yeah. the way. And that's... I feel like And now I'm focusing on that. shit. Well, yeah. about Atlanta, though, you have to go out just to network. I was very mixy when I first moved here. Like, yeah. the first, like, year, I was outside. I was at this strip club. Girl, the club. after hours, bitch. Girl, Azul. <laughs> like, and I was so... I was so juiced because I'm like, we're on top of Azul. Oh, my God. Yeah. I always go here, but they closed it when we opened, which made me really sad. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just kind of just like, you know what? I never got sucked into that shit. I never made it me. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I watched yeah. a lot of people that I was close with get sucked into that. Yeah. Like, turn into, like, cr- like crazy obsessed with the internet. or cra- it's, it's just all about the image. And I'm like, damn. Like, you guys, I feel like a lot of people sell their souls if they come out here. Like, have do you see that trend right now on TikTok where it's, like, before I moved to Atlanta? Yeah, and then, like, and five like, years damn. later. I'm like, everybody looks the same. The aesthetic mm-hmm. is the same. Yeah. You know what's so sad? I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm like, Atlanta has a look. And that's crazy to me. Atlanta definitely so? no, yeah. What? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Atlanta. She live in Atlanta. <laughs> no, no. Atlanta definitely has a look, but yeah. I, it depends on what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. for me, I do a lot of modeling too, yeah. right? So when I first got here, um, I was doing modeling in the form of um, music videos mm-hmm. and stuff like um, parties, I guess. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that kind of arena with modeling here, um, it's mostly light-skinned girls, Mm -hmm. right? So there are a lot of times that I was the only brown-skinned girl Mm -hmm. or I was chosen to be the only brown-skinned girl because they couldn't have all light-skinned girls, you know? So when it comes to, like, that look, like, that's definitely a specific look. Like, I I definitely know what they look like. Same chains. The same watches. Oh, Girl, it's like with the starter kick. It's like you just know. The I'm same, fucking dead. It'd be like the same everything, the same hairstyle, the same clothes, the same two-piece sets. I'd be like, y'all. The same stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same one. And it's just like, the ain't no problem with that, I'm just like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it got old to me quick. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm all for the surgery. Like, I got my body done. I've yeah, done that. Yeah. But I feel like that shit got old to me quick. And I feel like I really stayed to myself more because I just realized, I feel like this. When I moved to Atlanta, it, it was really an aesthetic for me. Like, I really started to notice that a lot of girls wanted to be my friend because we both have our bodies done. We're both light-skinned or we both, you know, this we know this nigga and that nigga. It's just like we're both in the same scene, but it's just like I'm not on that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, this is, I'm not an aesthetic. Like, I'm exactly. a real person. And I feel like that whole bad bitches link up thing was a real thing out here. I noticed that a lot of girls that I was around only cared about that. And I feel like... When you're immature and you're young-minded and you're trying to find yourself a new city, you're making friends with everybody. Yeah. And you got to really be careful. And I feel like when I came out here, I feel like that was the type of shit I was on and around. And then I kind of was like, she's fucking weird. This bitch is yeah. weird. That bitch is weird. Or yeah. This is what she care about. You know, we just yeah. can't relate. Like, I definitely take pride in. we can relate, but internally we can't. We yeah. Don't have, we don't even have the same interests. Yeah. Like, we're just not my type of female. So... And I don't want to be around girls, but that's all you talk about is niggas. It's just how you look. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, Atlanta nightlife is such a huge part of Atlanta. And I feel like that's a big reason why Atlanta didn't shut down during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Because how much money would have Atlanta as a city, not just, you know, but Atlanta as a city would have lost if we didn't have the nightclubs open during the pandemic. We would have lost so much money money. as a city. So the nightlife really stayed open here. And because nightlife is such a big thing. 
is such a big part of a lot of people's lives. Yeah. So if your friends can't be picked to be in a section with you, you don't want to go out with them. If your friends can't, See? you know, finesse yeah. a nigga out of this or whatever, you don't want to be. And yeah. I'm so like, I'm proud of myself that like, I never got sucked into that Me too. because I never made friends based off of what I looked like Same. or, you know, mm -hmm. what they do. You know, I have friends that look good because yeah. I'm in modeling, they're in right. modeling, we have similar right. interests, but just being like, oh, I want to be with you because you would, Yeah, and I, I don't that, give though. a fuck I about that. I noticed that a lot and I was just kind of like, mm. but I do feel like all, everything you just said is so right. Like it's, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. And I'm, I feel like, I don't care what nobody says. What Atlanta, Atlanta's nightlife is the best nightlife in the U.S. To oh me. my gosh, yes. They ain't us in I travel I a lot. Like, yeah. I travel pretty much. I'll take a trip every month, and yeah. I always tell my friends, look, I'm not out here at a party. Yeah. I am <laughs> not pressed to go out because there, I'm not going to get any better nightlife than Atlanta. No, I could go I home go, and, and go out for free and literally. be in a lit section. Yes. Like, so I don't need that when I travel. When I, I travel, I want to relax. I went to L.A., and I remember I was in the little, I was in a club with my friends, and I was like, this is so fucking lame. Like, yeah. This music is old as hell. This is like so 2020. Like, I'm like, what? I went to a strip club. Trash. I'm like, yeah. no, the vibes are just not there. I was literally laughing at everybody. And when I was in the strip club, I'm like, I'm not paying her. She's bunk. Like, it was just crazy to me. And then even when I had went to New York, I liked New York. Yes, but even in New York, the, like, it, it does not Atlanta get. Atlanta just got that show The Atlanta off. nightlife is, you're not getting better nightlife no. for black people in, no. the, in the country no. at all. At all. Like, like, so. I, I didn't had, so I had a time. I be having times in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. I'm like, man, but to me, I created the best. I've always wanted a nightlife too, because even when, when I was in the Bay, I've always, I've been like in the little club scene. I've been outside since I was really young, but it was nothing like Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I never experienced nothing like I came to Atlanta. Yeah. Like out there, I feel like it was very simple club music. You know what I mean? You're in a section with your friends, but it was never like, whoa, strip club this. Food at the strip club? Yeah. Hookah? Like, no. We really? don't even have hookah. We don't have hookah lounges like that in the Bay. Yeah. Like, there's only like one and nobody goes there. Yeah. So I was That's so, like, yeah, because I was in San Francisco not, uh, sorry, not that long ago, uh -huh. and um, the only like hookah place was like 30 minutes away from where yeah. we were and I don't think it was like open very late. I was just like, damn, like no. they don't have just like lounges no. out here. It's very boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, be like, why are you in the Bay? Like, yeah. like it's not like that. Yeah. But LA too, LA's just now starting to do that from what I heard. Like even when I go to LA, when I go to LA, I go to LA to be with my actual best friends. A lot of my best friends live in LA, but we go to like, brunch spots we go to like bomb like dinner spots we go to malibu like that's my vibe when i go to california like yeah it's not if i want to be ratchet and be a strip club throw some money and be around niggas I you're come gonna to be Atlanta. in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah to me like houston too houston i like houston because i like houston's day parties and the reason why i like houston more than atlanta they're more mellow to me very you, much so. You don't see people yeah. outside with all the extra shit on. See, and you here's feel the like thing. You, I could be, I could be like this and have a fucking time. When I went to Houston, the couple times that I visited, I told my friend, I was just like, "This is very weird. Yeah. We're out in the clubs. No one has chains on. No one's throwing money." <laughs> That's sad. I was like, "I don't see nobody with no designer on. I yeah. smell no expensive perfume." I was At like, all. "Bitch, get me back to Atlanta. Yeah. I don't like this yeah. shit." Yeah, but it was so, crazy. Yeah, I was like this, but you know what? That's true because like during the day there was some popping like day parties. Yeah. But, like, at night in the clubs, I was like, this shit's country. It's very, very, yeah, very country. But, <laughs> but like not so much humble. country. It was just very relaxed. They're humble. Yeah, like, you know it was very relaxed. That's why I said. I'm going to say, I'm going to do a year. Yeah. I don't want to buy a house there yet. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do a year in Houston. But I'm like, mm, if I don't like it, I'm definitely moving back. But, yeah. I mean, I just have so much family out there. Yeah. So I want to try it because I have went out to Houston and enjoyed the nightlife. And I had a blast when I went. Like, yeah. it was so much fun when I went. Yeah. But I feel like it's nothing like Atlanta. Nothing. Like, Atlanta, I've had the Listen. most fun in my life. In my life. 
I know okay. that you're kind of feeling like, you know, I'm not going to stay in Atlanta. And I had, a, you know, recently, you know, Alex had asked me, she was yeah. like, do you think you're going to stay in Atlanta? And I was like, you know what, Alex, for right now, I am. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I feel like it's such the black mecca. It is the black, yeah. you know, center of the country. You can come to Atlanta and make anything out of yourself. Yeah. And you Facts. don't really have to have too many obstacles against mm -hmm. you. Like, there are so many opportunities and networking yep. to just, like, be put on. I agree. I love it it's here. It's too damn easy. Like, I feel like I came out here and I went crazy. Like, yes. I was like, what yes. this, this shit was too too easy. So do you feel like you couldn't do what you're doing now in the Bay? Like, no. okay. The support, totally different. Yeah. I feel like I'm well-liked where I'm from, but I just feel like the resources, I wouldn't have had them. You know yes. what I mean? Like, the fact that, like, I have so many guy friends out here that are really my brothers. I didn't really... I have guy friends back home, but it's not, like, out here. Like, yeah. Like, I'm inspired by them. Like, you know what I mean? And they help me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not fucking weird. Like, I don't know how to tell you. You're finding it. hustlers in Atlanta. There you go. You, yeah. you find... We talk... You know, I, I know we try to give it a bad rap with the Fugazi shit and the niggas yeah. with money that don't got money. But yeah. in the for real, for real, if you are really in that element of... I'm getting my shit together and I'm getting my shit done. You're going to find your tribe Facts. and you're going to find people Facts. that are doing it for real every like single, every single time. For me, like I was like, damn, like niggas really fuck with me. Like for out here, when I came out here, right? Like my business partner, he was good friends with a, a guy I was dating. Um, he unfortunately had passed away out here and we just remained really, really good friends. But like he introduced me to so many other men like in his crew, you know yeah. what I mean? And they all own Allure, strip clubs, like all those and those became, like, my brothers. Like, yeah. not even intentionally. Just, like, being around and becoming cool with them and them being very humble, very respectful. Like, every time I go to any of their clubs, I'm taken care of. Like, they'll call me, like, come out to eat with me. And to me, it was like I was watching and there was not a lot of women in business doing what they're doing. So, to me, when I was paying attention, I'm like, damn, like, no one is soaking game from them. They just want to be around these niggas. Like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? So, I was like, let me be the little sister, you know what I'm saying, kind of step up and kind of just be like, let me actually be a student. Let me pull my chair up and let me sit yeah. down and let me ask questions. And I feel like for me, they all kind of watch me hustle and they're just like, she's nuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and my business partner literally said, like, she's like us. She's like a nigga. She's yeah. going to she's gonna figure it out. So, you know what I mean? And now I feel like to be around all these men that have these businesses, it makes me feel really good about myself that I really took a different route and I chose to do kind of what they were doing. You know what I mean? So now it's like when we all sit down and we talk, they're always like, yeah, she owns Sugar Baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's her shop. And, I, and you know, people now know what that is because it's like the sister of the boiler. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, our, the owners are pretty much like him and me. But it's like he promotes me too. But it's like people that, that support him also support me. And we all just support each other. Yeah. And I love that because they own all these lounges, all these clubs, and nobody owns a dessert spot. Mm -hmm. Like, how does Atlanta not have a fucking dessert spot? The city. I will say that, you know, you are correct that a lot of, you know, when it comes to brick and mortar businesses like mm -hmm. the lounges and the clubs, it is very male dominated when it comes yeah. to ownership. Yeah. But there are a lot of women in Atlanta doing a lot of business when it comes to like boutiques and yeah, clothing sure, and sure. just the look. So, mm -hmm. you know, I find a lot, you know, on both ends, like there's a lot of women out here that come in here and they, they do their thing with mm -hmm. the bundles, with yep, the lashes, with sure. the clothing. And then the men are just more, you know, they and want, they want to set up yeah, shop somewhere. They want to set up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think with the beauty thing, I liked my stuff being online because I wanted to open a shop here. Yeah. But I just was kind of just like, I wouldn't say I wasn't passionate about opening a shop. I just think that it was, I'm not a hairstylist. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was a more of a difficult route to take yeah. because I cater to curly hair and natural hair and yeah. I know how to deal with natural hair. You yeah. know what I mean? Products to put in it. But I feel like I was like, damn, like I'm not a hairstylist. So that's, that's a harder lane to step into when I don't really know much about 
being a hairstylist. You know what I mean? And I had to reach out to a bunch of hairstylists. I asked a bunch of hairstylist questions regarding my actual hair business. And I felt like they were willing to teach me all the game I needed to yeah. kind of help me build curl candy. But even now, like, I still, you know, go through my struggles with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think what hair business is a diff- definitely a difficult, that's a difficult business. Yeah. You understand? That's a hard one. Yeah. Like, and so many people have hair businesses. So it's definitely. harder because I feel like a lot of people are not willing to give you the vendors or stuff like that. And I'll be like one of the best quality of stuff. Yeah. So that was definitely a different lane that I had to master and learn myself with curly hair. But I just added my own twist to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, I'll say it's definitely aspiring to me, a like-minded woman who came to Atlanta and mm-hmm. you're doing it Thank like you. you you're too, not girl. afraid to, you know, mm-hmm. learn and take a back seat to get, you know, do what you got to do. And. 100%. I'm yeah. so glad you came. Thank and you. we are going to conclude with a little lightning round of get to know robbery. Okay. Oh my God. I'm going to ask you a little this or that or okay. and just tell me what you prefer. I love the this or that question. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So, number one, the Bay or the A? Yeah, I mean, we already knew that. We already, we already fucking knew that. Because you came out here, you did a lot, so I could see that. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like going back home, you know everything. It's boring. Yeah, yeah. You see the same people going to the same clubs or the same bars that you went to high school with. I don't want to see y'all niggas no more. (laughs) I saw y'all too fucking much. Yeah. Strip club date or dinner date? Strip club date. Why? I, I have so much. I love the strip club. Like, I, I, you know what, I'm bitch. A real strip club I favorite. love the I, strip club I too. too. I, and here's the thing I like a strip club date because I feel like a strip club date tells you a lot about a guy. Yes. How much money he's willing to throw, mm-hmm. how he acts with the girls, how he acts with you around. Yep. It tells you a lot about yeah. a guy. And I feel like it's for laughs and fun. It's, no, it's like not so serious. serious. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like, Give me some money and we're going to yeah. drink and we're going to yeah. get some chicken. Wings after, yes, yes. Because yes. like when we had dinner, I'm like, oh my god, he it's, it's kind of like an eating. interview. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's I like, did like I am I drinking meeting. too much? Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely, club. yeah, I love a strip, strip club. club yeah, you take my strip club. Oh, you my nigga. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, for real, for real. I'm like, okay, we starting something. Yes, yeah, you like sure. me. Yes, girl. <laughs> Tequila or champagne? Champagne. Mm, you a Moet girl? Yeah. All right, Rari. Well, well thank, thank you, you for girl. coming. And it was nice meeting you. Yes, definitely. It's Let been me know a very interesting conversation. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.